Hey guys, I'm Lauren Francesca. I'm Brad Grunberg. And you're watching How, How to, to Start. Start. What's up, oh, guys? Oh, this is great. Today we have a man who has mastered the entertainment field, Ian Roberts. This is the original yes. OG, baby. You're the original yes. OG. Yeah. Wow. So you have an amazing story um, about show business and we'll all the see. everything. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you, that's a, you're setting me up for. <laughs> my amazing stories yeah so how, how did, did it all you start, start? Yeah. yeah how did it all start how far back you want to go like like what got me interested thinking i yeah. might want like yeah. really far back yeah, yeah. really let's go high school. let's go high back school. Yeah. High school. okay we're gonna go high school so uh i'd say the first thing that ever got me interested was watching rehearsals for a production of oliver and and i wasn't a guy that was uh, wasn't a theater guy and i sat there and i thought this seems so much fun so I started coming to them. They were in what we called the cafetorium, which was half cafeteria with a stage. Oh, so you wow. could take out all the tables, put, and then it became an auditorium. Uh, and this is uh, back in New York? This is back uh, in New Jersey. Jersey. Secaucus, New Jersey. And, uh, and I thought it was really great. And then I snuck in. I went with my parents to one performance of it, then snuck into the other five or whatever. And so that kind of gave me the idea. I thought that seemed fun. And then the other side of it would just be loving movies. But not loving movies, not really kind of understanding, oh, there are cameras there and those are locations. Like I thought when a guy ran out of a factory getting chased by someone, jumped in a car, like it all happened in real time. You know, like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think of the making of it, but I love yeah. the fiction of it. I just like cool, you know, I like comedies. I liked action movies, you know. So it's sort of those two things were, gave me the inkling I might want to do this. And I did, um, fell into doing a couple of plays two two plays in high school we didn't really have a we had no acting <laughs> classes we had no drama department but an english teacher put up uh what was the first thing i did uh gypsy oh i played i played a role that doesn't exist in the movie it's a non-singing <laughs> role which i don't think is an accident that i was cast in a non-singing <laughs> role and then uh, and then i also did the importance of being earnest which i have an amusing story about that uh a woman who I had done the play with had a recording of it. Well, I'm from that part of Jersey where you have the joke about the Jersey accent, you know, so I had that strong a Jersey accent and was doing The Importance of Being Earnest by Oscar Wilde. <laughs> oh. So she had this tape and ended up in the improv community in New York when I was in my, we were both in our 30s. And people would come up to me and say, I heard that tape of you doing The Importance of Being Earnest with a Jersey accent. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it turns out that this woman was disseminating this tape of me embarrassingly doing the importance of being earnest. I thought I was doing an English accent. But I was doing Except for the accent, accent, you're on point. We know that. Well, yeah, I don't hear an accent now, so you yeah. must have... I worked a lot on it. How did wow. you get rid of it? Literally, I used to go into a music practice room in college with the padded walls and do, like, tongue twisters and voice exercises, oh. for one thing. And then, as you get away from... You're just around people who don't have the accent, so I slid. But my first couple of years of college were a nightmare of people repeating back to me what I was saying. Like, uh, you, you're going to go to the potty? <laughs> oh. You know, I'm saying party. Right? So they'd say, it's weird. I'm like, what? You said weird. Yeah, weird. What college? I went to Grinnell College in Grinnell, Iowa. Oh. So, of course, my well, accent really. From Jersey to Iowa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And what, one of the best ones, this is, I didn't even know because I'd only ever used the word or heard it, never seen it in writing. But in Jersey, where I was, whore 
you say hua. She's a hua. Oh, and so somehow, somehow I had said hua in college. People were like, what's a hua? It's like I speak a foreign language. A hua, a hua. Like, like a girl who has sex with a lot of guys. Like, like, and they go, you mean, you mean, you mean whore? And I was like, Okay, okay. That's, wow. that's crazy. That's so, so, you, you, in college, did you do improv, or where, where yeah, did improv start? Yeah, that's where start? I got into it. Um, I, when, I, I wanted to sort of change my whole life. I had played football in high school, and in my little, I went to a 1,300-person college. So there, they wanted me to play football, just because I had, it was like an academic What was, your, what was uh -huh. the position, what did you play? I played uh, nose guard on defense yeah. and tackle and tackle on oh. defense and then offense tackle. The big I boys up front, gotcha, gotcha. I'm not, it wasn't a big boy, yeah, I know, it, was but, high, it was high school. But, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you were a big boy for high school. It would be ridiculous if I got yeah, yeah. someone that really ends up yeah. doing it on yeah. any level that matters. But, <laughs> but there, they would have had me play and I was just hiding from the football coach. I'm like, because that was part of my, you know, probably when they accepted me, go, oh, maybe we get, this guy will sacrifice himself. Like we were terrible, oh, you know, like, okay. like zero, like oh and whatever. Yeah, they had to put it. They had to put a team on the field and yeah. just get. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but I wanted to start. I wanted to get into acting. I thought, well, this seems fun. So uh, what was the question? How oh. did improv start? Yeah, oh, improv. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so improv. Yeah. That that happened where. By I the way, that away. was good improv. Yeah. What you just yeah. did. Thank you. Very good. Very good. I, uh, I, there was there was only like one acting class at my college, you know. So and then so I did two things. One, I went to an off-campus program for a semester at a place called the Eugene O'Neill Theater Institute, and then I went to a summer program in New York, that was a place that was called the National Shakespeare Conservatory, and they were in New York at that time, and they had a summer program up at an old abandoned summer camp in the Catskills, and there we started doing improv for acting, you know, that kind of Meisner type of yeah. improv, yeah. and I was good at it. And and uh, sometimes and I, I always was a funny guy, whatever class clown, etc. And so I but I came back to college, wanting to start an acting um, sort of club. Like, why don't we get one of these acting books? Like, we'll get Uta Hagen's Respect for Acting. We'll just go through it because there's no classes, and we'll teach ourselves. Well, this other woman who was from Evanston, Illinois, and was involved in the Piven Theater Company, which is. Jeremy Piven's mom and dad have a theater company in Evanston, Illinois, or had. And um, they did story theater and used improv to create theater and did improv games. So I came to her and said, I want to start this acting club. She goes, eh, I want to start this thing with improv. And there's so few people at this college that are interested in acting. We'll split it and you know, none of us will have anybody. Do my thing. I'm like, oh, it's easier to do your thing than organize my thing. So I said, okay. Yeah. And we started a group called, um, wow, I can't remember it right now. Oh, well, Proteus. Proteus, I think it's it called. There we go. And, um, and uh, that was my first, that was like two years we did that. Wow. And then when I got out, I ended up moving to Milwaukee, got involved in a thing called comedy sports out there. Oh, wow. And then... And that's a whole different kind of improv than what we do at the Upright Citizens Brigade. That's what we call short form, mm -hmm. which just means the game is sort of taken care of for you. So here, do this scene and someone's gonna call out different emotions and suddenly change the whole way you're doing the scene to that emotion, this kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So you're funny because you're just adhering to this rule that's been given to you. Whereas what we do is you create the rules that make it funny. You find the game of the scene. You find the comic engine of the scene that's much more writerly and like what you would see mm -hmm. in a sitcom or in a movie or in a sketch show and um, 
So I moved, I did that in Milwaukee, then in Chicago, got involved with Improv Olympic, which was a place that was founded by Sharna Halpern and Del Close. Sure. And Del Close is sort of the legend. Yeah. He's the, so yeah, did you yeah. study with Del Close? I did study with Del what Close. What was that like? Yeah. It was good. It was... Um, what was kind of guy is Yeah. It? What kind of guy? Uh, <laughs> Got you there. Somewhat of a misanthrope. Okay. And uh, no nonsense. Very, very excited about the artistic possibilities of improv. His, his story is that he was one of the original people involved in Second City. And then he ended up being a director there. And as a director, he wanted improv to become more of used in performance, not just as a writing tool. And other people said, that's crazy. No one wants to see improv. It's like, well, no, not the way it was being done. But if you can learn how to do it well, it's great entertainment in and of itself. It doesn't just have to be for writing. So he broke with them, teamed up with Sharna, and formed a theater that was all about improv being the entertainment itself, not just a tool to create something else. And, um, and he was, everybody has a story with Dell. He was, uh, he was uh, like a former drug addict. You know, he was, uh, had been a heroin addict and he was involved, really involved in all the hippie 60s stuff. He did light shows for the Grateful Dead. He started the Compass Players, which was, they show up in uh, The Legend of Billy Jack, this old movie. Oh, one of my and, favorites, yeah. 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 So, uh, but if, if he thought you were being an idiot, you know, if he thought you were being simplistic, facile, jokey, he wasn't into any of that stuff. Uh. So you might come in thinking, I'm a funny dude. And you, and you, you, you get into your stick and he will stop, stop, nonsense, <laughs> <You're> awful. Stop <laughs> right there. And, but he loved it if you would be specific, unique, truthful, you know. And, honest. And, yeah, yeah, honest, yeah. So, so uh, what about you? What did he think of you? He was okay with me ultimately, but I got my one time. Everyone has a story. It's in my mind. You know, like, I'll always remember it. He said, he, his comment to me after a scene I did was, well, you had perfectly good scene. <clears throat> you ruined it with your inane pop references. So it's like, <laughs> it just went, Because, oh. <laughs> and, and now I caution students against doing this, but I, and I, if I'm honest with myself, I went in there thinking he's going to, like, he's going to see a light come down on me. He's going to say, you are the next one. I have nothing to teach you. You're brilliant. You know, and, and I, yeah. so I, I caution my students against, if you're there for that, it's that's not going to happen. Right. You're probably not good at this. Yeah. It's why you came to take class, you know, and like, yeah. but that was me. I thought, I'm going to come in there. Oh. I'm going you know, to head all these people. I know it. And, and, you know, and then you do, you think you're being hilarious. And he's like, you're an asshole. Right. And then, but, so the way I remember that so clearly, I also remember the day I got high praise from him. And it was shortly after, yeah. and I did some scene. Now, I've done thousands of scenes. I don't remember any of them. I remember this one because <laughs> the guy who was the guy said, at a boy. Yeah. And it was, it was a scene where we created a world in which there were guys who did underground remote control, remote control car racing, like in abandoned factories. And so yeah. it was like cockfighting or like bare knuckle boxing, but with remote controls. Okay. So we created that scene. He's like, now that was a good scene. That was a fully realized, you know, world you created. And I'm like, okay. Oh, I made it. Yeah. Right? So, so, close. That's so are you teaching now currently? Or? I am teaching. It oh. so happens after quite a few years of not teaching because I was show running, which is such an all-consuming job. And um, uh, but right now I am. Yeah, can you yeah. tell the audience what 
Show running is? Yeah, some people know. Show running, the main part of it, uh, as I've done it, is kind of being the head writer, you know, but then it's all, it's almost everything that has to do with organizing the show artistically. So because both shows I did, we wrote everything before we got into production. I also was there in production every day, watching the monitors, stepping out, giving a suggestion, you know, because if people don't know this, uh, TV is sort of a writer's medium or an EP's medium, executive producer's medium. Movies are directors. And the reason being, in a movie, no one knows more about this than the director. He's taking this from the written page to there. When it comes to a show, directors job into it. And so they're basically sustaining what's been created. The formula the that was from the yeah. pilot, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. so, um, and I've had the opportunity to direct for TV. And you got to have a certain patience. I, I to, where, where's my camera? To all you guys, to, to all you guys who have been directors under me, thank you and forgive me. <laughs> no, because it's, it's hard because yeah. you got very specific. You, you, yeah. you, you've been involved in every aspect of it from the pilot to every episode that's been written to all the past episodes. And you got a lot of opinions, you know, so. Um, and what were those shows you did? Key, uh, Key and Peele. What was it? Oh, Key and Peele. Oh. How is Key that? Key Peele was so much fun. Oh. And it was. I'm going to tell you, remarkably easy in the writing aspect of it because sketch, one of the hardest things on a narrative show is breaking stories, you know, and right. then having a through line of the seasons and all this stuff is really hard. Sketch, it's all standalone. So the work, it's not as intricate. It's not as much work to put a show together. In right. fact, the way we did Key and Peele was to shoot all the scenes, then we'd look at them and then we'd make shows with, with what we had shot. Oh, wow. You know, so, and I think some shows, clear like a show like Monty Python, where you see things connect one scene to another, they wrote the episodes. Mm -hmm. We chose not to do it that way. Everything was separate. Put the show together with interstitials, which was them either on stage or later driving in a car, having conversations. But uh, the day to day on that show, we often had five hour days, which is remarkable in television. Oh, my goodness. You Nothing know, but, but it was just, it, it, we weren't being heroes as showrunners. It's just, what am I going to do? Like, give you busy work? You know, because. <laughs> it, so any day would be write one new scene, do the notes we've given you on the scene you wrote yesterday. And that was kind of it, you know? And so if you, if you look at what ended up in a season was somewhere around 70 sketches. Well, if you got six writers writing a sketch a day, then from each one, you've got 30, what's that? What does that come out to? So five, uh, five for each writer times six, 30 scenes each week. Wow. You got 14. Yeah. Wow. If you're writing one scene a day, yeah. I got more than I can ever yeah, use. And yeah. that's the way it was, actually. It was an embarrassment of riches. We had great writers. And you'd just be saying, on any of the other show, you would have been using the scene. But you're like, well, this one's a little better. Wow. You know? yeah. so, Did they improv a lot? Because I know they're some, improvisers, some. too. The, the thing, <laughs> we took a lot of effort in the writing. So uh -huh. a lot of it was... Yeah. You know, it was the right gotcha. way to have it. But yes, they did. And sometimes even enough that it ended up creating a new ending to the scene. Or it solved the problem that maybe the scene was not as great on the page. So there was, and they were excellent improvisers, but a lot of it was so well written, there's no need to. I've had that, I've had that in my life. Uh, I wrote, the first move I ever wrote, I wrote with Matt Walsh, one of the other members mm -hmm. of the UCB and my wife. And everybody, when we did that, was 20 years ago. So it must have been, you must have improvised like crazy. It's like we almost did no improv. Right. But we're improvisers and writing is really improvising. If you think of it, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a general concept of what I want to do. Same thing in improv. I right. know the game of the scene. And then 
And I'm, then you can tweak it as you yeah. go. And and so here I am, I'm either improvising like this or I'm improvising <laughs> like this. So we had improvised it. What we wanted was on the page. What was it like writing? Do you, were you, did, you write, um, did you write for Will Ferrell? When you, when in which one? In, uh, when we did, uh, what's the one that got made? Um, you're talking about? The big, big Get movie. Hard. Get Hard, yeah. Did we yeah. write for Will Ferrell? Yes, we did. We did know, you like we have him in your for. head as yeah. you were writing? Okay. Yeah, we knew that. that yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> and Kevin Hart? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, he was, that's, so, that's so, a great movie. So you, you knew before that they were going to be in the movie? Is that yes. How, that's so cool. Yes. And and what is it like, uh, I guess, doing a movie versus a sketch? Is that much different? Movies a thousand times <laughs> yeah. harder. Yeah. You know, because, <laughs> you know, you, you, I tell you, story's a whole different thing. We tell people in our improv, you can't improvise story. Uh -huh. Story is intricate and has to be planned. That's why there's great books about that, Save the Cat and... Uh, you know, uh, Sid Field's screenplay, and then Robert McKee's story. It's, it's a lot of work. It's not that there's no work to a sketch, but, a, but like a sketch is closer to a pop song. Uh -huh. You know, and it's not saying, I yeah. think, but I think that's easier than maybe an opera. I don't yeah. know, maybe the analogy sucks, but it's hard. <laughs> yeah. that, how do you juggle, how do you juggle all, it all? Because you're, you know, you're, you, you, have your, you have the school, you have the acting career, you have the writing, you have the show I running. I never have, I don't, like the, I don't like the juggle. Like I know talking to you off <laughs> yeah. camera, you sound like you got a lot going on. Yes. Uh, I don't, excuse me, a lot? <laughs> yeah. Understatement, yeah, yeah. unbelievable. I, I, don't, I don't work well that way. So, like, so like, how, do you, how do you manage it? Well, I don't, it? I don't try to, I don't do two things at the same uh -huh. time. I'm off the radar as an actor uh -huh. if I'm, or if someone gives me an offer and the show is going well enough, I could say, hey guys, can you have, can you do without me for three days? I got it. So I would be for, for years, not because I'm a star, because I am terrible at auditioning, I've been offer only. That's, you know? that's oh, great. I've, I've oh, that's the dream oh, of well, an actor. I mean, I get it. No, but still. I get it, you know, I'll do, uh, do three roles a year. Like people say, okay. like I have friends from back know me from way back yeah like, you got a pretty good imdb i said it's pretty weak imdb when you consider it's 20 or 30 years of acting okay. so I, at a certain point i got really i just not it's hard it's you know? hard yeah, yeah it's hard, very hard. hard enough that i it was wrecking my life at a point i walked out of an audition and walking out the door dialed my phone called my manager and said i'm done and I was out for pilot season at that time. I'm uh, in my, my early 30s, and I'm like, I'm done. I, I won't audition What was the, What happened in that room that you said I'm out? <laughs> Two things in a row. It's just what you should ask. Uh, one was I drove out in brutal traffic to Santa Monica one day for a one-line role in a movie. Oh, that'll the get lot, you. The one-line role in the movie uh -huh. was uh, uh. Too Bad. Uh, I swear to God, that was it. it was Too Bad. What it was, was it was a Christmas movie where a guy slid down the roof and would have fallen to his demise, except he got tangled up in his excessive Christmas lights. Okay. Somebody says, the Christmas lights saved him, something like that. Yeah. And the guy I was auditioning for said, oh, yeah. too bad. Yeah, yeah. I okay. said, too bad. And the woman stopped the tape and said, have a little more fun with it. And I went, I'm like, how do you have fun with too bad? That, uh, what could I have possibly done wrong? I understood the yeah, nature yeah, of the line. Yeah. I don't like the guy. Right. Too bad. You're an a-hole and, and you're going to deliver that line. Yeah. So there was that. That wasn't it. But then it was the next day <laughs> I do an audition and it's with the person who's going to be the star of the movie. And I get called in the room. And the star that I'm going to audition opposite proceeds to have a conversation with the people running the audition. Seemed like 10 minutes. 
you know, of just what are we going to do after we're done here? You want to go get drinks? And oh, I'm like, what about Why'd me? You call me in. I'm like, yeah, trying yeah, to keep yeah. a frozen <laughs> smile on my face. <laughs> then during the audition, he gets all revved up and kicks me in the ass. Like, you I'm, know, oh, okay, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Kicked me in the ass. That's where I walked out. I said, "Yeah, I won't audition anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I can't do it. It's killing me." You, you know, just, I'm going to yeah, lose my mind. Yeah, yeah it's hard. That was it. Oh, and, and that that being said, recently I have I have made myself available to audition. Uh-huh. And guess what? I still don't like it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no, it's, it's so any it's, tips for kind of going in there? Because I, I have the same problem. I hate it. It's, it's hard. changed so much yeah. from, I mean, I, when you and I started auditioning, youngster here, but still, it's it's not the same. When you walk in that room and the direction they give you, it's not. It really yeah. is. With everything that's going on today, I can't yeah. speak to that. Yeah. It seemed to me I, yeah. I didn't like it then. I, I know, I know. It's a difficult it's, time with it now. Some people are great auditioners, but when they get on the set to do the part, it's different. Totally. I mean, no, yeah. they don't deliver. It's it's not helpful because okay. you asked me, do I have any yeah. advice? Unfortunately, what I've done is the unhelpful thing of look for stuff that supports my dislike of it. But David uh-huh. Mamet uh, calls out as a lie, saying, treat it as an experience to entertain. He says, that's false because those people aren't there to experience joy. They're there to make judgments. When you, so yes, when you perform yeah. on stage, yeah. I know you want me to succeed. Right. You paid money to see me. <laughs> right. What you want to do is as quickly as possible, put me on one side of this, separate the, you know, separate the, the chaff from the good stuff. Yeah. So you're not there. I'm yeah. not there to entertain you. I'm there to be yeah. judged. So that's not helpful. So how do you succeed? Um, what I've come down to this, somewhere between, I would become as familiar as possible with the material, uh-huh. but don't, unless, you're, unless you've got photographic memory, try to memorize it knowing you will not and knowing that the stress of it will make you lose lines. And I think something along the lines of whenever it's not on you, because as long as they, you know, listen as much as you can, look down, have that line, because I would find myself in auditions in, a, in acting, you're supposed to know what am I doing? What am I trying to accomplish here? You know, so what's my objective and how am I get going after it? Well, if you're just trying to find your lines, what you're doing in front of the camera, my objective is trying desperately to remember my lines. So don't do that to yeah. yourself. So I, I'd say try to memorize it knowing it won't work, but then you're going to be as good as it gets and then take a look and then try to, you know, then yeah. you know it and then hopefully you can think about what you're trying to do in this scene, uh-huh. actually acting and let the words ride the yeah. motivation or uh-huh. whatever. Lauren gave me big instructions. Get me a pen. Yeah, because so I need you, you can to sign. sign the book. I actually I oh, had okay. this book at my house because I went to UCB in New York. Uh-huh. And I, I, I've had it and I was just like, oh my God, this is so cool. He's, okay, yeah, so you got to sign. Well, I'm signing. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to chill. So, yeah. um, Okay. <laughs> Give her some good advice. As yeah, well, to, I, love uh, the, I love the acting advice, too. It's really great. cool. We got to wrap uh, it up. No. Yeah, we got Yeah, but so we, we have, should yeah. talk. We'll talk about Del Close as well, but yeah. I don't know what you were going to say as you were signing. I don't know. That's okay. I was going to say, uh, Well, hey, you, you, you had told us, us that, you know, yeah. after <laughs> you, you've been doing the show running, you got back into teaching because you like it. Yeah. Can you, can you, uh, Where, when, uh, when yeah. you teach? And I got to just, oh, yeah. oh sorry. That's <laughs> Multitasking. I'm like, yeah. I, I, that's what I should be more like. Yeah. I am yeah. like that. So yeah. I, have, okay. I have yeah. to always remind okay. myself. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the podcast, Ian Roberts. Amazing. Right. Thank okay. you so, so much. So I was saying, uh, teaching. Yeah. And I said, I like it. And 
you, oh, when yeah, do you do you, it? Oh, How do you get you like, your class? You're back teaching again, and you like it, and you're doing it for free because you love that, you like that process. Yeah, so, I'm offering yeah. it free to anyone who's taking any class with us in the organization. They can take it with me. Oh, that's and, so cool. Um, why do I do that? Because I do care about this and I want my DNA in the organization. You know, I want that I have, I do like this art form and I uh -huh. do want it to be a certain way. So I'd like to get my opinion. They can make it one of all of it and decide they don't want to take it. But, you know, I think I, I know something about this. I enjoy sharing it, enjoy helping people get better at it. You know? uh -huh. Any tips? Because I know you, did, you wrote sketch shows. Any tips for sketch writers? Or do you have like a sketch program you recommend at UCB to take? Yeah, we have a sketch program. Yeah. Yeah, I say take it. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and why I'd say take it is because uh, it uses the same focus that we have in our improv, which is game of the scene. That's so applicable to, it's applicable to all comedy. Mm -hmm. All that means is, if this guy is this type of guy, then what does he do? If then, if then is what we, we said, uh -huh. game of the scene, ask this question. If this is true, then what else is true? Well, that's what every sketch is, mm -hmm. you know? If a guy brings a dead parrot in and the guy refuses to admit that it's dead, how's that go? The Monty Python parrot scene, mm -hmm. movie, liar, liar. What happens if a guy can't lie? And, he's a, and he was a compulsive liar. You're going to do that again and again. You're going to, everything's going to be an iteration of an answer to that question. If a guy can't lie, then what happens? So, yeah, I recommend it. It's the heart uh -huh. of comedy in my mind, the game of the scene. Now, is there any other shows? Okay. Is there any yeah, yeah, shows you're on that you want to promote right now? Or? Yeah. Uh, no, I have no shows I want to, but I would like to promote the Del Close yes. Marathon. Starts this Friday, 5 p.m. Uh, please come see it. We have over 100 shows. Tickets range from 12 to $20. Uh, a lot of big names. Uh, check out, I think it's uh, DelCloseMarathon.com. If you look you it up, DelCloseMarathon, UCB, you'll find it. It's uh, it's uh, 72 hours of straight improv. That's a lot of that's a lot of improv. Well, I'm excited. I could just I could we could ask you questions all day because yeah. I love I love all that that you do. Show running, acting, directing, improv. So cool. So great to meet you, Ian. It was so awesome. So much for coming yes, on. Yes, guys. I would tell you to follow him, but he's not on social media. He's got an AOL <laughs> account. He's got an AOL account. Uh, <laughs> but guys, you should definitely check out UCB. Uh, they have an they have an Instagram and YouTube channel and a bunch of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, we got great classes, school. shows, great stuff yes, going on. Books. Enjoy. Yes. 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 Thank you so much, much. Ian. Right, Thank you. you. Ian Thanks, Roberts, guys. everybody. Thanks so much for yeah. watching How to Start. Make sure to give us five stars on Amazon and share this everywhere. I'm Lauren Francesca. I'm Brad Grunberg.